Coming up, we're going to discuss what it is about Walt Disney World that keeps us coming back. From the Delaware Diz Meet to raise money for Give Kids the World, this is the Diz Unplugged. Everybody, thank you, and again, welcome to the Diz Unplugged. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for being here at the Delaware Diz Meet to raise money for Give Kids the World. This is a wonderful turnout. I, I I can't see, but we have all the we have all the tables filled, and it's just a happening crowd. You guys are awesome. Um, I want to, first of all, just uh, thank all of those who put together the Delaware Diz Meet to raise money for Give Kids the World, uh, including uh, the pioneers there, uh, James and Denise, who have uh, been putting together this stuff. But all of you have been doing great. And... Uh, it, wow, it's, it's good to be back at these. I haven't been to the Absolutely. last couple uh, meets that we've done, the live shows and stuff. Um, and this is my first time uh, hosting one of the live shows in a while. Um, so I'm really glad to be here, and uh, it's been nice to, to, to meet a lot of you guys. And uh, I, there's probably some people out here that I haven't met yet, and I'd love to meet you guys after the show. This is, this is fun. That's um, why we're here. We want to meet you. And don't go on Facebook, and don't go on the Diz and say... I saw them there, but I didn't talk to them. Please, come up and talk to us. <laughs> and, and speaking of meeting us, I forgot to introduce everybody this year. <laughs> I am your host, Dustin West, and, and this is uh, Jenny Lynn Knopp is also beside me. Hi. And we also have Kathy Whirling. <laughs> and back on the controls, we have Mr. Craig Williams. So, uh, before we get started with our topic, which is uh, what it is that keeps bringing you back to Walt Disney World all the time, uh, we do have uh, a total that we do want to release about the Delaware yeah. meet. And so, go ahead. This is not the grand total, because we still have a lot of auction items that yeah. need to be totaled, but this is for the live auction part. You guys did a great job to come together and raise $1,680 so far just on the live auction items. So good job. And I got to say, that's something a little bit different here at the Delaware meets that you don't see <laughs> at some of the other meets. Mm -hmm. That was intense, that live auction. <laughs> that was awesome. That was fun. Um, <laughs> I've never heard someone speak so fast in my life, and it was truly amazing. Um, all right, so we want to get into our topic, uh, and that is what it is about Walt Disney World that brings you back. And we've had shows that have been kind of like, how did you start coming to Disney World? I don't necessarily want to uh, hit on that because we've kind of done that. This is more, uh, maybe, it's, uh, maybe it's the theming, maybe it's the roller coasters, whatever that kind of single element that, is, that Disney really gears toward you, that you find fascinating over and over again. And that's what we kind of want to talk about. It makes about. you want to repeat the experience. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I'm going to open it up uh, to uh, JL first and hear okay. about that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think one of the things that has always kept me going back was the nostalgia that's attached to it. In America, anyway, we kind of grow up, we're weaned on Disney. You know, we Did you just say America? America. <laughs> Hail the red, white, and blue. You yeah. know, that kind of, I'm patriotic, you know. Okay, so. Um, you know, we grow up, we're, we're like weaned on Disney. You grow up watching Disney cartoons on TV. You listen to the Disney soundtracks, or at least I did, maybe. I, I think this is a thing across the country in general. Yeah. Everyone knows who Mickey Mouse is. It's in your homes, and it's kind of like when you're a kid, your, your dream destination is Disney. So um, when you actually get there, it's, it's kind of a strange experience because it kind of feels like you've always been there anyway, and it's just a part of your life. So it's another, at least for me, it's the nostalgia. It's the, it's the going, it, it feels like going home. Mm -hmm. even though it's kind of the opposite. You go there for vacation, but it, it, it kind of feels like a coming home. That's one of the things that I always like about going there. 
I think I think you have a bunch of different uh, types of Disney fans, and I think a good majority of them grew up watching the movies, watching mm-hmm. the cartoons on television, um, watching Walt on television back in the day, you know, and, and, and some people in this room probably even are strictly theme park fans. Like, Mickey Mouse doesn't do it for them, but they love going to the theme parks for whatever reason, whether it's roller coasters or, or the attractions. Um, I like that. Because that's kind of how I was. Yeah, there's a part of it that just becomes a part of your childhood. And you just want to continue to return in order to kind of stay in touch with that childhood. Yeah. That's yeah. for me. That's one of the things for me anyway. Yeah, yeah. And we can touch on others if you have. In, in a little bit, but well, I'm going to let somebody else have a turn. We'll come back to okay. me about that. Well, how about you, Kathy? Well, mine is the exact opposite. I didn't come to Disney till I was 42 years old. Yeah. Disney meant nothing to me. And the first time I went was because, you know, my, my mother died and my husband had died. And it was a place for us to go to forget about life for a while and to let my kids be kids. And that's what hooked me. And now the chance, you know, I get to go to the parks quite often. I won't say how many times a week, but <laughs> quite a few. Um, it's still, there's something, every time I go, there's just something that, that it's magical. When we were there for the castle lighting ceremony um, the other day, Katie and I both checked. We still get goosebumps when we see... The goosebump check. Yeah, when Disney does something. It, it's that. It's every time you go, there's just something as familiar as you can be. There's just something that hooks you every time you walk into the park, at least yeah. for me. Freewheeling off of what you just said, um, it also seems like the more times you go the more memories you build there, and then the more you want to go back so that you can relive those memories. So, for example, when I walk through a certain part of Hollywood Studios, I remember a trip that I took with my mom and my sister and my grandmother. It was the three generations of females in my family. And, you know, that's very special. My grandmother's gone, and yet that's a way that I can kind of, like, revisit um, that time in my life. And... You know, like I said, the more you go, the more memories you have like that. And you get to certain parts of the park and you remember certain things that happen in those particular places. And it can span a whole lifetime. And, and, and in my case, you know, since I went later and my kids were like in their teenage years or whatever, now I have grandkids who are discovering Disney. And I can think of seeing my son like walking down Main Street. And I can remember my grandson taking some of his first steps was walking down Main Street. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, wow, I, I don't feel like I was that old to, to go through that all that fast. But, wow, how cool is that that now I get to walk down Main Street yep. with my grandson? Exactly. Well, my brother just had a little baby, and I can't wait till she is able to go to the yeah. parks. That's what I'm so excited about. Um, is there anybody, anybody want to come up and share what they feel? Yeah, come on up. Don't be shy. Share your feelings. Michelle is not shy. We don't have to worry about that. (laughs) Um, I think, hi, I'm Michelle. Uh, Hi. Um, One of the things that I think keeps me coming back is actually my fiancé, Casey. Um, He's all shy now. (laughs) (laughs) He's looking at you awkwardly. um, I've I've been going there since I was three, so I grew up with it. I worked there. I was a cast member. He'd only been there once in high school, so he wasn't really as into it as I was. And then as soon as we got together, um, I started planning when he and I would actually go together. And we actually went last November, and we stayed at the Pop, and we're planning our honeymoon for this April. And we're actually going the week of Easter, which I know is going to be crazy busy, but that just happened to be when it is, because we're getting married the um, Saturday after... Uh, sorry, Saturday before Easter. But um, just going to be able to go with him and just show him stuff for the first time. And the, we don't have kids, or I don't have a kid. He's not like my kid. But it's like showing him for the first time and being like, oh, look, here's this, here's that. And then when we do have kids, just being able to bring them and just kind of bringing it on to the next generation and just being able to share it with him for the first time. Just think we were, it was and when so you, true. Yeah. When they get that look in their eye, like they get it. And you yeah. can see it on your friends and family that they go, they understand. And once once you understand, you don't really even need to say anything. It's like, they got it. Yeah. They understand He's Disney. crossed over. He's oh, definitely good, on. Good. He's on the dark side now. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> well, anyway, that was it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. 
It is, it is a really special experience to be able to, when it's something that's so important to you and then you find somebody who hasn't necessarily been exposed to it, whether it be a young child or, you know, a boyfriend or whoever, and you go and you get to live it through their eyes there, as it's happening to them for the first time. You get to live a little bit vicariously through that. My personal favorite is uh, showing it to friends of the same age as me who think Disney is like, kind of dumb and uh, you know kind of childish or whatever and so we'll go into the parks and oh, Disney's dumb so I take them to Epcot and I say you drink around the world <laughs> there's something for everybody you will love Epcot and then all of a sudden we're riding Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in Magic Kingdom <laughs> I don't know how we got there I love doing that yes please my name is Chris um, hello I get to Orlando and all I have to do is step off the plane and I'm like I'm home. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. And as you can see, I enjoy the accoutrements and <laughs> like that. So And your good taste in t shirts. Yes. Well, nice figment. My shape. dog's name is Figment, so Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um and t- I have a Tinkerbell too. So bottom line is if it has to do with Disney, I don't care if it's the parks, it's all for me. And this is me all the time. So here I get a lot of funny looks. But when I get to Disney World, I don't even, nobody bats an eye. I just walk around with my boppers and everything else. And people just go, oh, my God, you look great. I have my little thing for my Fitbit. And people are like, oh, my God, I need that. That's my people. <laughs> she keeps going back to be with her people. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, 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 thank you. I feel you on that, and that's why I moved down. Uh, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's weird being, um, being in whatever community you're in that's not Orlando, and you're the Disney person, you know? And uh, all of a sudden, now you're in the land of your people. Uh, the, the promised land. Um, I know for me, I was, I was thinking about this for me, it's uh, one of the things, at least, is kind of this hard-to-explain... It, it, it uh, fits into the area of nostalgia that you were talking about, but as I went as a child, there's almost this um, like foggy memory of feelings that I, I associate with it, uh, what it was like to be there in the 90s and in the early 2000s and how it's changed now and this constant feeling of like, I want to refeel that feeling. I want to go back in time, but I can't. So I, I still keep going today. And I, I think that's been one of the problems I've had is I have to appreciate how it is today and not just live you know, mm-hmm. in the past with that kind of stuff. Well, that's one of the great things about the parks. I actually had written down that I wanted to share why, why we keep coming back. And that's because there's always something new. There's yeah. always something new to experience. It doesn't, it doesn't get old. And at the same time, they uh, still have enough of the old where you can kind of touch on the past visits, but there's still something new to experience. So it can still have that excitement of, you know, being fresh. Well, see... I'm the type of person that doesn't like change. So I like the, the stuff that stays the same at Disney. And, and usually when they bring something along, I like it. But you have to get to that point first. It it's, will eventually be old. It will. But it's like, you know, when they're, when they're changing something and you know something, like when they were talking about figment going away, it's like, why in the world would you ever do that? Yeah. But I also know in my heart that usually when Disney does something, they do it well. And I'll probably like whatever it is. But it's like, I don't like change. Apparently, unless it's the Lumberjack show. Yes. Kathy is not impressed. No. no. <laughs> Nothing says Disney like hearing chainsaws across the lake. Oh, and you can hear them. Yes, Linda. My name is Linda, and uh, at first when we were going, the kids were little, and it was um, magical for them, but I, we were, my husband and I were drawn to uh, the details, the small details in everything, and we would keep going and bringing the family all the time, but now it's more like we're Disney enablers, so <laughs> now it's about bringing people who haven't been before or going to meet our friends that we've made at events like this. Now it's community. Now it's yeah. friends. Now it's not about whether I'm going to go on a ride or not. It's about who am I going to see and what friends am I going to see when I'm down there this time. And it's going on a cruise, coming up in a couple of weeks, um, <laughs> and things like that, or different kinds of events. So now it's people. Now it's friends and family, who become our family. <laughs> no better that. reason than that. Yeah. And, you know, I've said it before. Thanks. Like when, when Walt came up with this whole idea... 
and he did it for his family and he wanted it for families. What would Walt think if he, you know, like all these get-togethers? Like, I mean, I know he was very forward-thinking and creative, but did Walt imagine Dismeets? You know? I don't know. I can't. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. I think that the the vision that he had, what has become just uh, outgrew the vision that he had. Because, you know, when you look around the room, because we... we I don't you know, think like, he imagined a cult. No, I don't. <laughs> but, you know, you were saying about being the Disney expert. When I lived in Pittsburgh, I was the Disney expert. Yeah. But now I'm in a room full of people that are Disney experts. And I said, when I first started on the podcast and people would write me notes and say, you say you know a lot. And it's like, I'm not saying you know a lot because that's my speech problem. I'm saying you know because when I say to you, like Soren, I don't really have to say much more than Soren, and you get what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. I'm cutting through the shorthand. This is a whole room of people that know Disney that any one of you could take us on a tour through the parks. They get it. They understand it. You don't have to explain to somebody. We have our own language. Yes, we do. (laughs) But it's not like, you. are you going to Disney again? I don't think anybody in this room ever says that to anybody, do you? No. Yeah, we, we, we all understand. understand. We yeah. all get it. <laughs> Bert. Hi there, I'm Bert. And uh, about 30 years ago, I went for the first time on uh, honeymoon with my wife. Uh, um, and so it was like uh, 30 years ago in October. Of course, we're going on the cruise. That'll be like our 30th year anniversary. Congratulations, uh, thank by you. the way. Thank Congratulations. You. That's beautiful. Um, but what keeps us going back, I th- you know, it's like we've been, I don't know how many times, but uh, we've only gone three times with kids. Right? So that's, I, I can count that, but I can't tell you how many times we've actually been. So we've gone back again and again and again, just the two of us. And really, I think a lot of the times you were talking about kind of trying to recreate stuff. We go to some of the same picture spots and try to recreate the same picture we took on the honeymoon. Oh, that's Periodically. Okay. So, it's, you know, we look a little different, but here we are. <laughs> Um, but it, yeah, the the whole um, revisiting sort of the the things, and then of course seeing the the new stuff is what brings you back. You go, well, I don't want to go. There's nothing new, and then it, then eventually there is something new, and you you go back and you see it, and it's great. So I mean, that, that's that's between the sort of revisiting the why we got married part and the, <laughs> and the what's going on with Disney, it's it's pretty cool. Awesome, thank nice. you. I, I actually I think that that's um, <clears throat> just as a side note that's a, a really good suggestion if if you feel like you're taking it way too far trying to recreate the magic I think that's a good way to tap into that is to do little things like that and and that way you have this like photographic proof of how things have changed but how things have stayed the same too you know I think that I think that's really cool. Um, Kathy had said something earlier about um, did she. She does. Sometimes she talks. <laughs> um, Quite a bit. <laughs> but I, I, I thought maybe we could expand on that a little more. I think another reason why people keep going back is that there is something... Oh, you mentioned this too. There's just there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it also, probably more so than other theme parks, it's very family-inclusive. And that was by design on Walt's part. He wanted to create somewhere where the parents could enjoy the same things as the kids. They could participate in stuff together. And um, Disney excels in that. So I think that might be another reason why families keep going back because it's something that they can do and that they can remain together other than splitting off and going their separate ways. And then um, sort of in the same vein with families, they're they're also very good at accommodating special needs, Mm -hmm. whether it's dietary or physical challenges. And it makes it a pleasant experience for people who um, struggle with certain circumstances day to day. They can go on a vacation and it's not so much of a struggle because they're experienced and they can handle the situation. And because of that, everybody can have a good time fairly easily. Well, we've had, we've had quite a few people that have listened to the show that have written in and said that, you know, uh, who are wheelchair bound or have mobility issues saying that Disney is just the best place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they feel where there's no boundaries whatsoever. And I think that's, I mean, honestly, I would love the whole country to be like that, but, you know, that's that one special place that they can go to, Mm -hmm. and I think that's really cool. One of my, I guess it's my source, one of my source spots. Okay. Let's go to Epcot. Um, 
at Christmas time ah. when they had the, the, the lights of winter and they had the Christmas ceremony. Every time I went, I ended up in tears because it was such a beautiful show that they had people from all over the world. They were singing about their customs. You got exposed to things. People were standing there. They were singing Christmas carols in foreign languages. It brought everybody together. And isn't that what we want in the world? I mean, we needed more of that. And for once, Disney copped out and said it was a, a safety hazard. There was too many people in one area, and of course, you know, world and there went world peace. Yeah, I mean, all in one fell swoop. But just think, you know, if we had more of that, where you could all come together, like we're all coming together here, and we're accomplishing great things by, you know, donating our time and money, and that's what the world needs more of. That's what you know, and but that's what hooked me, and it's still bothers me that they used an excuse like it was safety and that they didn't have the technology for lights. She is bitter. (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to give this up. And one of these days, Disney's (laughs) going to talk to me about this. (laughs) Hashtag Disney fail. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But you keep coming back. (laughs) Well, I do. I mean, I feel that I can... I mean, I talk about my love of Disney all the time. I go across the country, I talk about my love of Disney, but I feel I'm entitled to say a few things about what they could have done better. So Kathy keeps coming back so she can keep them in, in place. Yes, right? exactly. She's going to crack her whip. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was also thinking uh, one of the other things that um, keeps me coming back, and I think it's one of the reasons why I became a cast member, is the need to know everything, the need to explore, the need to experience everything. And so I had gotten to a point where, I mean, I hadn't done everything, but I had gotten to a point where as a guest coming back year after year, it's like, okay, I've, I've seen everything I'm going to see doing it this way. Now I'm going to work there and see the other world that, that's there. And uh, being, being a cast member, you get to see the, the whole other side of things. Um, and I think that's, that's one, of the, uh, one of the things that kept me coming back. At least helped me alter the reason why I kept coming back. If, if I found myself in a place where I started to slow down in my pace of wanting to go... Change it up a little bit. Now, Katie, when she went down, we went down one Christmas, and she had a great character, in her, or she had a um, cast member interaction at Caribbean Beach, and these cast members were just awesome, and that's what inspired her to want to come work for mm-hmm. Disney. So now she's worked for Disney for 11 years, all because of a cast member who I'm sure that day when he went to work wasn't thinking about how he was going to inspire somebody else to no. come work for the company. But that's yeah. what keeps her coming back and has in her head that now she needs to, you know, when you meet people, yeah. keep them, you know, entertained. Yeah, I can only and, hope that I did that for somebody. Yeah. You know? What a feeling that you yeah. can do that for somebody. Yeah. Are we going to break Go out ahead. in flash dance? Oh, yeah. what a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. My name is Katie. Hi, um, Katie. Hey. Uh, so Disney was pretty much like a religion growing up in my house. Um, we've been... Tons of times. I think I, my first time that I went was when I was four. Um, but one reason I keep, I love to keep coming back is um, just this sense of possibility that you have in Disney. Mm-hmm. Like this endless capacity for like wonder and joy where anything good can happen when you're there. And that was something that I had when I was little. And when I grew up and became a cast member myself for a summer, I realized that that sort of possibility comes from people. So it's, it's people's endless capacity to be good that really, um, I think, Disney brings up for me. That's cool. And their willingness to make another person smile, to make things easier for you. Like you said, they're very accommodating. So I think that's been like a really big foundation in like shaping who I am. Like I want to be able to make everybody stay magical in Disney or not. So yeah. that's my thing for Disney. I think that's cool. interesting. And the three Thank of you. you have all kind of said something along the same vein. People keep coming back because of the guest experience, whether it's as the guest or as the person who gives the guest experience. And it's true. I mean, people don't do guest experiences like Disney does. I mean, they teach other businesses how to excel with their business you know what customer service you know what's funny to me after hearing some of your responses is that i realized <clears throat> excuse me we're sitting in a room with people who come year after year mm-hmm. to disney who who have been endless amounts of times and yet everybody's still using the word magic everyone's mm-hmm. still using the word happiness and all enjoy and 
it, Bliss that, was mentioned. Bliss? It blows my mind because it, it could be so easy for a group like us to become kind of bored of it or jaded with it. If, you know, it, but it seems that we all have that love for it somewhere uh, down in there that just keeps that magic alive. And I, I think that's really cool. I keep, you know, the, the music was playing earlier and I said that that was my favorite song because this is the first time I went... You know, and I was grieving the loss of my husband. And, you know, the song that says, you know, keep on, you're grieving, just keep on believing. Mm -hmm. That, to me, was something that I could take hold of and believe in. That I said, I didn't know after he died, you know, what I was going to be able to do 15 minutes from now. And going to Disney and, and thinking that, you know, if I just kept believing, everything was going to be okay. And I still think of that. I still get the tears. It's like, I hope that's working, using the magic, for somebody else that's going through, you know, a really bad situation. Because we read on the boards all the time that, you know, like, give kids the world, children Mm -hmm. that go. Mm -hmm. I want them to experience all the magic that they can in the park. Because when you step outside of the park, it's not quite so magical anymore. But if you get those moments and you can... Remember them with your family, what that can do for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, we get to see the other side of Disney, but yet we're still believers. You know, we still, we still get it. It's absolutely true. Even after working there, I, I still feel that, you know. Yes. Hey, Marie. Hi. And oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> I think for us, it's getting away from the chaos of the real life. Now, granted, we go to the chaos of a different world, but. It's nice just to have that quiet time and enjoy it. And uh, we just came back from our 25th wedding anniversary celebration there. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, we also just had a grandson seven months ago, and I am so excited about when he's old enough to go. So we're looking forward to that. He's old enough now. (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) And he'll experience the parks like this. Um, and I wanted to say it's been sort of an odd situation. Uh, the last time we went, we saw Kathy and Teresa. And I walked up, and it's like meeting friends because you keep coming into our house every Tuesday mm-hmm. or Wednesday, depending on my schedule. But <laughs> you're always there. So it's like seeing old friends, and it's wonderful. And I wanted to thank you for that. Aww. Thank you for having thank us. You. <laughs> I still say, you know, who, did you ever think that when you grew up, that you were going to have these friends around the world that you knew Disney. And when you read that something's happening in some country or in some state, and you go, oh, so-and-so lives there. It's made my world, like, at the same time it's made it bigger, it's made it smaller because now I can care about my Disney friends. I put that up on Facebook the other day. I said, somehow Facebook makes this a small world after all. It, I, I know exactly what you mean because now I know people in the UK, in France, in Italy. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe it. And that's all from doing this kind of stuff. Even if even if we weren't on the team, even if we were just on the dis boards, like everybody else, it would be the same experience. Right, right. I said, you know, when I was on the dis boards and I lived in Pittsburgh, and I can remember people posting pictures of things in the park, and I lived and breathed like, oh, look, it's a beautiful day in Florida. If I could only just move there. And when I move there, I'm like, okay, now it's my turn to repay the favor and put those pictures up. Because we know that there's people who can't go every day, but they still want to know what's going on there. And I I think that's so cool that there's this whole large community of Disney people out there that, that get it. Yeah. You know, with all the stuff that goes on in the world, there's this group that, that gets it. There's still good in the world. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, hi, my name is Meredith. Um, hi. So um, the reason I keep going is, well, I was born into a family where, like, if you didn't like Disney, you're kind of weird, and like, <laughs> like, like I have, you know, that's like you're not going to Disney World for, for vacation. Like, my uncle took his his kids actually said, please, no more Disney World, so he took them to Disneyland. <laughs> um, so I like that his just kind style. Of, yeah, that kind of describes my family and the way we are, and my parents did the same thing with me when I was a teenager, and um, when, so I've been going since I was five years old, and when I was a teenager, I went through a lot of, like, I had, you know, I dealt with a lot of depression and had some really dark moments where, you know, I wasn't sure what I was doing and what I was here for and not trying to get all emotional or mushy or anything. Okay. 
And um, if you look at pictures of me when I was that age, it's like at home, like I'm like all black, black eyeliner, like I look like I hate everything and everyone. And then there's pictures of me in Disney World and I'm just like cheesing and like posing with characters <laughs> and like having the best time. And that was like the only time that I like, I was just totally blissed out and happy and like my parents were happy because I was happy and it was just like, it brought us together and you know, of course, like, I was like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want anybody at school to know that I'm, like, a big Disney fan or anything, or, and, um, and then I got to a point where I was like, I don't care anymore, and, like, now that's what people know me as, yeah. and it's just, like, on my wedding day, I wore Mickey Mouse shoes, I went to, on a cruise and to Disney World for my honeymoon, and, like, it's just, like, it makes me remember how, even in the darkest times, like, I could go there and there was nothing else. Like it was just so happy and everything was great. And if I could move down there, I would, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I can't handle that much humidity, but that's why I keep going back. It's like the brightest, happiest spot in the world to me. Yeah, you know, you're really Thank not you. alone. I would, I think that uh, most people feel the way that you do. As I, the more people I meet, I, I see this theme kind of carry across and I certainly fit into it. Whereas, um, you know, life is not perfect. And the truth is that a lot of us have lived really kind of dysfunctional lives. I'll be the first one to admit that I did. And one of the reasons why I loved going back to Disney time and time again was because my life was really kind of messed up growing up. Um, but when my family was at Disney, and I said this at the last Disney, my family was the Disney, uh, we were the family... When we were there as a family, we were the family that we should have been every day. And you get, you know, emotionally attached to those memories that happen in the way that you are when you're there. And it does, it kind of changes you when you're there. Somebody used the term uh, Disney lobotomy at the last Disney <laughs> because you just kind of, it, it, it chills you out. Even, even though it can be a stressful experience yeah. in one way, in another way, it just really mellows you out and uh, that becomes addicting. So you want to keep going back. You just kind of feel like you are the person... Uh, the person that you are when you're there is who you should be every day. I think it's also important to note what she was saying that like if if anybody feels the the pressure that like the thing that you like, which is Disney, is silly or childish or stupid. If you get that feeling from anybody, it, you got to get to that point where it's just like I don't care because <laughs> you, you talk about what a difference that made, you know, in in your happiness. So if it makes you happy. That's, that's what you got to do sometimes. Yep, you got to go for it. Yeah. Hakuna Matata. Go ahead, please. I'm Lauren. Um, my parents boycotted Disney when I was younger. So um, by the time I got to be an adult, got through college, went to my honeymoon, we went to Disney for our honeymoon, loved it, had kids. My oldest has autism. Um, we can't go to Target. We can't do socialize with other people, but we can go to Disney because the minute he walks through that door... He's happy. Mm -hmm. So that's oh, what cause nice. has us going back. Even with the, the changes they've made, it's fine. But he can have a meltdown and no one bats an eye at mm -hmm. us. He has a meltdown in Target. We have to take him out of the store. But um, they are so accommodating for us that why would we go anywhere else? Exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly. I can relate to that. Um, when my daughter was a year old, we uh, discovered she had a really serious medical condition and it required us to put her on a very restricted medical diet where everything had to be made from scratch. And um, it was a very difficult situation for us. We didn't travel for over two and a half years. And the first time that we did, we traveled to Disney because they were able to um, accommodate that, that challenge that we were facing. And we had decided at that time that that would be where we kept returning because we knew that we could go there with the situation that we had and it would be okay. Just real quick, Craig, do you want to chime in at all? What, what do you think, man? Um, <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, for me, one of the, I mean, obviously I live there. That's why I keep going back. Uh, but <laughs> who would have thunk? Um, Proximity. So, uh, but my parents come down uh, multiple times a year because my sister also lives down there. And one of the things that always kind of just angers me totally is like, I would, I, I do love Disney World, but I would love to get away and see other parts of the world with my family and do that because every 
every other year growing up about we would go back to Disney World and my dad hated it and always like don't you want to go somewhere else and then you know we did every now and then but it still drives him nuts to this day that I turned down going to Europe or Hawaii or anywhere for my high school graduation but apparently I chose Disney World um anyways now we we go there and We'll be there for you know a day and do the stuff that we want to do, and then all of a sudden we all get into the same place where we we don't care what we do at that point. So yeah. we're just standing in the middle of the park, kind of arguing with each other, like, "Oh, what do you want to do? I don't care. What do you want to do? I, I I don't care. It's it's your trip down here. You guys are the ones who came down here. What do you want to do? Uh, we don't we don't care. It's so it, it's so bizarre, and I'm sure other families deal with it. They get down there and they just. It, it doesn't matter what you do while you're down there. Just being through those gates, being being in there, all of a sudden, that just that makes it okay. And yeah. uh, it's, it's a really strange phenomenon that people would pay that much money to just go and stand somewhere and argue with their family. But, yeah. you know, that's, that's what family's all about. So <laughs> Thank you, that's, that's me. <laughs> I did not expect I was, that. I was wondering how you were going to bring that around, Craig. We got, we were, you were off to, off to a rough start there. Uh, no. I'm a storyteller. <laughs> yes, you are. Please. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tammy. I'm not sure if I can follow that up. Uh, it's okay. You can't. But. Uh, we, we go together as a family also, and I'm kind of reflecting on it. It's probably the one time we all go together that we actually agree on everything, and we don't have any of that discourse. But uh, Disney is my earliest memory. It's, uh, I was two years old. I can remember sitting on the couch and smelling like baby shampoo and watching Wonderful World at Disney come on. Uh, I never got to go as a child, but mom, you can still make that up to me. Um, <laughs> I didn't get to go until I went on my honeymoon. I was 21. It was the first time I went anywhere. And uh, I loved it. I couldn't wait to get back. And I said, someday I'll work here. And then uh, quite a few years later, when Katie, my daughter, got um, graduated from high school, we did get to work there together. And I oh, still wow. work there now. So... Um, it's just, it is the most indescribable happy place that you can be. And it's the place where you can share that happiness with everybody strangers, your family, your friends. And um, it sounds cliche to say that, but everybody here gets it, I think, that yeah. happiness. And um, that's, that's just why I keep, I keep going back. Um, it's my Neverland. You know, it's a place oh. where you can be yeah. yourself and be a kid, and nobody cares. Yeah. Thank you. I just wonder how many in this room work for Disney at one time or another. Oh wow, we got oh, fair four. number. Uh, yeah, handful. There we go. Plus All me the way Craig. up in Delaware. More than I expected. Yeah. That's. I think that's a, a, a great, a great sentiment there because, and I think every, like you said, everybody can agree to that. Um, and, and going on what Craig said, it's a place where, especially once you've become a fan and you're going there a lot. It's a place, it is a place to be a family. It's a mm-hmm. home, you know, and, and sometimes it's like a better home than what you have mm-hmm. at, at home. home. <laughs> and uh, you can just kind of be yourself and you don't have to worry about the little things, the day-to-day things. You know, that's one of the things I miss about going there on vacation now that I live in Florida is um, kind of being able to completely check out of the day-to-day of your, you know, your normal life. We still um, do vacations at Disney. And, yeah. and to me, it's just as much fun as when I used to, you know, hop on a plane and come down. It's still, yeah. you know, staying at a resort and taking a resort bus. I don't know. Maybe I'm easy to thing. please, but <laughs> yeah, my family. We still, we still. This gonna sound so weird. We still vacation at Disney every year, even though we live uh, 15 minutes from it. <laughs> <laughs> another, I, another one of the things that I think a lot of you would agree on, and this doesn't necessarily go so far into the emotional, which we've been exploring quite well today. <laughs> I might say this has been a great therapy session. Um, it, it's, uh, it's. The little details, you know, at Disney that I don't think that, and, and we've talked about this before, but it's the, it's those little touches that you know no other theme parks put yeah. into in, into their uh, their theming and stuff like that. I mean, there's so much that you could miss and not see after being 30 times, and I'm sure that everybody in this room has not seen all of everything at Disney, no. and it's 
it's something that's completely different from any other place I, on earth. I just remember the first Christmas that we went. You know the big flower bed as you walk into Epcot? Mm-hmm. They had that planted with poncettas. And they had a frost overnight. And the poncettas didn't look too good. The next day we went back, they had replanted that whole flower bed. Mm-hmm. Now where else would you go that would do that? They'd just go like, well, hey, the frost yeah. got the plants. That's it. That's what I would do. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> you know, when they plant the flower bed, they make it look... Like, it's been there for months, where, like, when I plant a flower bed, it's like, oh, okay, that petunia's going to grow and fill in this space, where Disney will put three petunias in that spot. So it was, like, details like that, that they always wanted it to look like it was always that way. Yeah, Yeah. and you can't possibly even start to uh, even imagine what goes into something like that. The fact that they have a greenhouse backstage that has four replacement things for everyone that's that's on stage. It's crazy. Please. So I'm probably the exact opposite of everybody else here. I've only been to Disney twice. The first time was when I was 14, and I was jealous of just about every person that I could possibly imagine because my parents couldn't afford it. And I wanted to talk about what keeps me planning trips in the future because I'm Michelle's not-so-better half. And (laughs) (laughs) uh, your details are... Exactly it. I actually, not only besides our honeymoon, but we're going to plan on getting an annual pass so we can go back in October or November for food and wine. Taking the dive. And I'm already planning on trips in in 2016, which is ridiculous to me. (laughs) But it's the details. I, in my spare time, have done Google Earth and looked at some of the things I didn't even notice when we were Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And that it blows my mind to think that I was standing on a bridge a couple times and had no idea that there was a road going underneath me. And I... There are many other things that I could think of that I'm almost embarrassed to admit that I didn't know, especially in here. <laughs> I've, I've only been twice, but that, that's, it's literally the details of looking back and, and seeing things that I missed when I was there. And I, and I thought I was looking for them because Michelle prepped me. Believe me, she prepped me. I, I had all these things to look for, and I missed stuff. I still didn't catch stuff, so it's, I don't know, little things. No. That whole uh, not or wanting to know everything that you mentioned before. Yeah. We rode Soren, and I'm afraid of heights, but I'm also a physicist and engineer <laughs> as my actual job. So when, we, when I, I was riding on the end seat, and I was able to see all the mechanisms and yeah. actually seeing all the load-bearing pneumatics, I, it, I was staring at that <laughs> in amazement. Like, I want to see how, because the erector set, you see that and go, oh, okay, that, that yeah. works. Picture that with people that could weigh up to 250 or 300 pounds in every single seat. It has to be able to carry those people safely and still move the same distances, just applying just enough for... I'm, I don't know. Oh, I'm a nerd. But I agree <laughs> overload, with you. overload. I agree with you because I think only the, the type of people that are in this room would understand that that is a type of Disney fan. There yeah. is a type of Disney fan that doesn't care that Mickey Mouse is on a ride. Mm-hmm. They want to know what... The ride mechanism, the science behind it, the history behind it, all that stuff. You're absolutely right. When Soren first opened, I got to meet, they had the Imagineer standing outside of Soren. Mm -hmm. And nobody was there talking to him. And I walked (laughs) up to him, and that day I happened to be particularly geeky. And you had a Sharpie with you? And now I had my uh, Disneyland 50th anniversary shirt on, and I had my gold Mickey ears. (laughs) And I walked up to this guy, and the lady says, do you know who this is? And... I went, no, I don't know who he is. And she goes, this is the Imagineer who in, you know, created Soren. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, do you know how awesome your ride is? Oh, of course you know how awesome it is. You invented it. And I'm going on, you know, the erector's sitting, and he's just, like, looking at me like, yeah, okay. Well, I'm sitting here where he would be, and I'm scared. So (laughs) I can only imagine how he would feel. But it was so neat to to get to meet this guy, you know, that you, you hear this. And I says, now... You know, many years later, my kids, two of my kids, three kids work for Disney. And my kids seem to think that it's funny that they need to tell me things that happen in the parks. And well, that's part of the fun of it. This park, uh, the, the resort, it's so rich in legend and lore, real legend and lore. And then the fictional legend and lore that they attach, you know, to yeah. have the backstories to everything. And when you take the time to learn those things, it really enhances the experience oh, of being sure there and makes you want to keep coming back. It's a whole other layer to it. Yes, please. Hello, my name's Tom. Hi. I go for two reasons. First of all, as a solo traveler, it's the most solo-friendly place out there. It is. From the time you landed 
the last time I have to worry about anything really, besides where to eat and what I want to do, is when I get to BWI. You get on a bus, they take you straight there, there's buses everywhere or monorails. All that stuff is amazing and makes it easy for me as a solo person to enjoy the trip. Also, it has experiences you can't do anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Soaring, for example. You're never going to see that at Six Flags America outside of DC. <laughs> never. No. Thank you. Thank I you. love that perspective. Thank you. Yeah. We talk so much about, you know, doing it together with other people and with families, but it's true. There is the single experience. And I've, n- I've, never, I've never traveled, like, stayed in a hotel and had an actual vacation by myself, but now that... I live down in Florida. I'm in the parks by myself mm-hmm. uh, on occasion. And you're absolutely right. Uh, you don't feel awkward at all. You, mm-hmm. you just kind of blend in with everybody else. Nobody and you're just, blinks an eye. And as long as you're enjoying yourself, you're just as happy as everybody mm-hmm. else. And it's so, yeah, he's, he's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I was Somebody just going to say, me. you know, for me, being able to go like at Christmas time to just walk in the park and see everybody. I'll go Christmas morning, and everybody goes, you're going to go Christmas morning? I just go up and sit at the train station and just watch the people come in and the looks on their faces. If you're having a bad day, I have the benefit. I can go to the parks, and it reminds me every time I step in the park why it is I do what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you see the happy faces. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know that they've forgotten their cares and woes for however long, and I'm getting goosebumps talking <laughs> about it. But how cool is that, that you can go to some place, like for me, it's 12 miles from my house, yeah. and just like that. I love it. Yeah. Go ahead, Kim. I see you're waiting patiently. Uh, hello, I'm Kim, for those who don't know me. Um, I want to talk about how awesome it is to not go on Soren. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we keep laughing because Jillian has never been on Soren. Really? And everybody keeps mentioning Soren. But that's how cool it is. You can go so many times, and you, obviously you haven't experienced everything. And, you know, some people like to go for other reasons. You go, you enjoy the food, beverages, whatever. But you can still go 20-plus times and still not have experienced everything, including Soren. I just want to say that. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So Kim likes to keep going back so she cannot do things. But I do like Soren. <laughs> I do like Soren. I just wanted to call out Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> now those things, I did a, a blog a couple weeks ago about your bucket list. There's still things at Disney I haven't done. Yeah. Yeah, I did hoop de doo for the first time. And now I could kick myself for waiting so long. But, you know, there's so many just to sit in the park for me. But there's so much to go. You know, I have clients that go, I want to see it all and do it all when I come down. It's like, "Mm, sorry, it's not going to happen in one trip. Not in one trip. No. No. Does anybody else want to share? Because I'm probably going to wrap up soon if anybody wants to. Come on, it's Disney Anonymous here. Well, it's all, you know. I need to keep going back because I still haven't seen Nemo the Musical. Oh, really? oh my gosh, the gasps of horror that just happened. I will get to it, I promise. I only I saw promise. It the first <laughs> we'll time. go together, okay? I only saw it the first time a couple of years ago, so I'm with you on that. Yes, please. Hi, I'm Kathy. Hi, Kathy. I only saw it first time last December, so. Okay, I'm not too far behind. No. I grew up, we didn't go anywhere near Disney. We didn't have the money for it. You watched the show Sunday nights. It was wonderful, it was marvelous. You were never going to get there. I married a guy who doesn't like roller coasters. And he says to me, why don't we go to Disney World in August? <laughs> and I looked at him and I went, you want to go to Florida in August to not ride rides? <laughs> He's just like Kim. <laughs> and I think I was in the Magic Kingdom about 20 minutes before I said, oh, we need to just move down here and I'll get a job, despite the heat and the humidity. And it didn't happen, but we... Only got back a few times until we bought into DVC in 99. But Pleasure Island saved my sanity. When we were 1993, we were down for Dave's conference. We had time to go over there. And we were going to Pleasure Island, the Adventurers Club. And I got a call. I had lost a close relative. Mm. And it was sort of like, no, don't come home, this or that. But Disney kept me sane. And now, as I said, we've got DVC. We usually go down once a year, December. It's great. But there are always things to do or not do. 
sitting at Big River Grill on the boardwalk, having a cold beverage, alcoholic or non, uh, you know, just walking around, playing miniature golf, going to the, the pools, going to the parks. We could go to Epcot every day and just walk and enjoy the beauty because Disney knows what it's doing. And people tell me it's fake, and yeah, it is fake, but they do it well. Yeah. <laughs> and your experience is not fake. No. Your experience no. is real. And Kathy, we had lunch with an Imagineer the year the lights of winter disappeared. <laughs> they didn't know about it either. <laughs> okay. I thought now you know, didn't care. Now you know who to talk to first when you start your yes. campaign to bring it back. And the Imagineer that we had lunch with was not happy about it. <laughs> oh, good, good. See, I'm not summer. the only one then. Thanks, Kathy. Duke it out. <laughs> Hi, my name is Ian. Um, from a sort of a different perspective, I didn't really start going until later in life, until about 2002, but that's not what this is about. Um, as an artist, someone who draws cartoons a lot, this is the closest you will get to living in a cartoon. Yeah. I draw a lot. I draw these environments. So going to these parks, it's inspiration for that. And I'm always taking the same stupid photographs of the same stupid things and constantly looking at them and drawing based on stuff like that. So the closest I get to be in living in a cartoon. So that's really it. I guess it was just a different perspective. Yeah, it is an yeah, interesting that's perspective. And I don't care about the Nemo thing, the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like those musicals. Danielle, I think you'll be the last one. Hi, my name is Danielle, and I can't sit still. So it's, it's really um, interesting to go to Disney because it's one of the few places that I can go to where I can plan from, not necessarily plan, but there's something to do from the second I wake up until I pass out, and I'm not responsible for driving myself home. So um, I'm not a crazy planner, but I know I can look at a calendar and know what time this park opens, and if it closes early, I can easily get to another one and mm -hmm. stay out till as late as I can by hiding in the one spot all the way in the back and then waiting till it closes and slowly making my way out. So I can't do that in many other places without fearing for my life. So it's pretty, it's pretty, I find it to be a lot of fun. So that's why I go back. I love it that she goes just so she can waste energy. <laughs> <laughs> I ran a half marathon before I came here. So. Oh my gosh. And I, and I think another thing, I was just thinking of this as she was talking, um, one thing that keeps all of us coming back, I think, is that, um, it's something that it's something that we're good at. It's something that we like. It's, it's a, it's, I mean, it's more than a hobby, but you ask other people what their hobbies are, and then they ask you what your hobby is, and this is one of them. You know? and, and you're probably the best person you know at it. And I think that's, that's kind of fun to have that in your life, you know? Um, so it's good, clean fun. It is. It is. So I think we're going to wrap up here in a second. I really, again, appreciate everything that went into uh, making the Delaware Dismeet for Give Kids the World happen and everybody that helped out with it and for everybody that showed up for uh, not only this event but for this show. We want to thank you guys so much for uh, watching and listening. And that's going to do it for us. We are going to see you again for the next episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thank you, everybody, and have a good week. Thank you. Bye.